Greetings, lovely listeners. You are listening to Saga, a podcast where a dude and a chick discuss art and animation. Thank you for listening to Saga Podcast. This is your favorite animation podcast with Sarah and Garrison. Today we're talking about a extraordinary holiday film. Um, one of the best because it is like the only adult animated holiday film. And it is Eight Crazy Nights. Peter, you always play psychologist with us. Spoiler alert. This audio may contain spoilers, so please proceed with caution or an open mind. I don't care. Warning, we are not licensed psychologists, um, but we will be talking about the character psychology today of some of the characters in Eight Crazy Nights. But with that being said, let's talk a little bit about the film and what it's about. So, Davy Stone has is a has-been basketball star and um, he's been terrorizing his hometown because he's been through some crazy stuff in his life and he absolutely hates the holidays. With the help of an old crippled man, Whitey, Davy starts to find his heart again and he starts to love and he enjoys the holidays eventually. So again, this is such an important film because it is like the only adult animated film about the holidays. As far as I can Google search, this is like the only one. Thank you, Adam Sandler. You are a star. Yeah, especially Hanukkah. Like, there's not really many movies on Hanukkah, period. But this, it's not only uh, skews for older people, but it's also about uh, Hanukkah. So that's a double whammy. Exactly. I don't see many Hanukkah films unless they're like old and kind of funky, I would think. But let's start talking about the psychology. This is this is an interesting thing and like we've never done this format before. So please bear with us. If you have any criticisms, um, let us know because we'd love to hear them. And, you know, we're not. We're pretty humble. We'll accept it. But we're going to kind of talk about, I mean, maybe we can talk about like one one character and then move on to the next. But there's several major characters in this film, which have a pretty prominent part. And we can probably dissect in some way or form, um, you know, number one, of course, Davy, the main character. There is Whitey. There is Eleanor. There is Jennifer and there's like the entire town as like a whole i kind of added that in there because it's a lot of people you know like i feel like the character psychology of an entire town especially as small and as close-knit as this town is not sure the name of the town um i think it's pretty important because small town psychology and small town like social norms are pretty different than most other places <clears throat> so why don't we start with davy Sure. Um, well, uh, one of the, like, the first things that Davy says is in like one of the first songs, uh, he says that um, 
uh, I, I can't stand the holidays, so I drink them all away. And I think that single line represents um, like the struggle that Davy is going through and how um, I think his his feelings on what the holidays mean, you know, like um, spending time with family and and loved ones. But since his family died several decades ago, he doesn't want to be surrounded and reminded of uh, of his loss. So you know he numbs he, so he numbs his pain with alcohol. Um, yeah, that right there is like a big red flag into Davy's life, who he is as a person, like how he handles um, like day to day life getting through i don't even think he has a job like i know made that in my notes it's like does he actually work anywhere does he have a real life right <laughs> but davy is a 33 year old man and um his backstory is kind of dark he lost both of his parents when he was about 12 years old and um in, in a car accident and ever since then, he had been, like, in and out of foster homes, and I guess who knows what he experienced through there, and I kind of wanted to add that in there, because it's it, it, it's a sensitive subject, I'm sure. You never know what people experience in foster homes. But to me, Davey, as a 33-year-old person, and maybe he doesn't have the support system that he needs to kind of get over the fact that his parents died, um over i think it's 21 years yeah sounds about right yeah um you you would think a normal person would have grown past that by now but unfortunately davy has held on to it for quite some time and become very bitter about it uh yeah uh your statement on like a support system uh it stated that you know davy uh, went from foster home to foster home, uh, you know, uh, you know, from 12 to about 18. So that's about six or seven years that he's been going from home to home. And uh, he's, you know, he, the teen years are, are still pretty, you know, you're still uh, pretty impressionable and malleable. So, you know, there was no real structure there. Like he, he just sort of got a, a hodgepodge of, of different, like, of different um like home life experiences yeah and um that got me to to thinking about the the townspeople them themselves and how uh okay so like several instances throughout this movie you kind of get the impression that the townspeople aren't all that great people yeah yeah so maybe like it's not all davy's fault in that he was a product of his environment and, and, and just picked up on who he was surrounded by. That's a very good point because one of my notes, I said, why hasn't he left the town? Like, why hasn't he like packed up, moved somewhere else, started a new life and just kind of moved on? And I don't really know if there's a really good reason for that. Like, psychologically speaking, other than, like, he is just so stuck in the past, he just can't move on. He can't get a grasp of what reality really is and how 
he can be a better person because of it. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, Davey leaving the town would have been really good for him because he wouldn't have been uh, constantly surrounded by things that reminds him of his uh, past. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, losing your parents is not a good excuse to act like a dick. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, um, my thoughts on that specifically... Um, so my, my impression is that Davey is, um, an anxious, an an anxious avoidant, uh, attachment type, which means that, um, so there are like four quadrants of, of four, four types of attachment uh, styles. There's the secure style. There's the anxious style. The avoidance style and the anxious avoidance style hmm. and the anxious avoidance style is like the worst where um where uh you're both afraid of intimacy and commitment um you l- lash out uh and you keep people at an at an arm's length so uh i think that davy he's mean to people because if he is nice to them and he gets a- attached to them, that that just means that it's possible it's possible for him to get hurt a second time, and that you know he just couldn't bear that, so he just doesn't want to get put in that situation. Hmm. Well, that's too bad because you know there's a lot of people in the town. Well, maybe not a lot, but there's several people in the town that really do care about him. Um, you know and. I think that kind of brings on Whitey as a person, but um, I mean, we can continue with Davey. Like I, I wrote all kinds of stuff in here. Like, you know, there's the trope that he is a Scrooge, you know, like he's the Scrooge figure of this story. Um, he's given up on life. He is sadistic and gets pleasure from other people's pain. He doesn't have any standards like at all. Um, as far as like how he lives, like he lives in a trailer and there's no heat, there's like barely any electricity and he doesn't care about himself, obviously doesn't have a job. Um, he's just a loner type. Like he doesn't, I'm surprised he hasn't like done worse crimes than just steal, like petty theft and, um, drug kind of. Yeah, drunk driving, uh, general mayhem of the town. Like, the town has pretty much put up with him for over 21 years in his chaotic manner. If he's gone on for that long. Yeah. Uh, there was a comment that Davey made after the basketball game with the kid and the two guys where the boy Benny says, I don't think my mom likes you very much and then davy says i don't like me very much either and that and that was just like a like wow uh very self-loathing yeah and it's been like several days since i saw that and i really still don't know how to process it or how to comment on that but i thought that was um and a powerful moment yeah maybe that's like that was like his turning point i think that that basketball game was his turning point um it'd been so long since he had played basketball that 
once he got into the game, he kind of realized like, okay, this is the old me. Which, by the way, he looked really good for a person that's been drinking heavily for a long time without a shirt on. So, <laughs> um, he had this like turning point, and then I think he realized like, yeah, this isn't a part of me that I really care about, like, or I really like. There's, but the basketball part of him is the part that he remembers and the part that he holds on to is like what's good about his life yeah um like basketball is like one of his like only passions really and i think he, he lowered his guard during that game and allowed himself to, to become vulnerable with the kid and um i do think that you know uh, that was a, a turning point like the the spark that that set him on the road to being open with Whitey um, and his wife, uh, not his wife, his sister. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that once we get to Eleanor and Whitey, yeah. not their relationship, but um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, he's like emotionally unavailable and I don't know, like there's certain parts of this movie I'm just like cracking up like the psychology, like, there's just so much to, like, dig on. Um, and I will add that I love this movie so much. And I liked Davey before I tore him apart psychology, like, psychologically. But now, like, I see him and I'm like, wow, Davey is really pathetic. He's such a pathetic person. And I wish that he didn't do the things that he did. Or, like, the town didn't enable him. Because that's a good point, um, you know, with the town psychology is that they have enabled his behavior for so long that he just gets away with whatever. And so I think the town definitely plays a role in how Davy has come to who he is because they, they could have made him a model citizen, but because, like you said, the town is kind of a crappy place to live other people aren't really great, then he's kind of turned into a schmuck. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually, when I was writing my outline for this, it made me think of the Joker movie. Have you seen that? Yeah. And, okay. So, so wait, wait. Are you talking about the jo Joaquin Phoenix one? Yeah, yeah. No, I have not seen it. All right. So, uh, without really spoiling stuff, um, uh, certain. Things were cut, like um, like the funding for the you know uh, for his uh, psychiatrist, and uh, he lost access to his medication and things like that. And uh, his work life wasn't the best, and the townspeople beat beat him up and stuff. So basically, what I'm saying is, is that is that certain like factors outside of himself created the monster that the town hates but no one real realizes that they are partially partially responsible in how um you know grains of sand make a beach but you, you know you don't really know how far you've come until you've you know looked up and and see the whole beach but just one one single grain doesn't seem like a lot but they add up and, that's a good point and uh we're all kind of responsible in 
creating the monsters that, that we hate. That's fair. That is totally fair. Just let it kind of like slip by the wayside because, I, well, one of my favorite things, um, you know, in psychology is, and I study a lot of psychology, but I'm not an expert, like I said, okay, um, is how, how bad people are at dealing with other people's grief. Right. And yeah, yeah, uh, because it's like um, people. Okay, uh, so how did so? Uh, it's relative to the person. Like, like, uh, like, uh, basically saying like a a pain threshold where a certain amount of pain may may not be so much to to someone, but to someone else, it it it's extreme so we should we should relate it to the individual and not to how someone else experiences that same pain if that makes hmm. sense hmm. right because like if i lost my parents you would not experience um or like if either of one one of us had like experienced that kind of tragedy we would experience it very differently um even if we like say for example like if you lost your if we both lost our parents at the same time i might get over it in like a year whereas you might get over it in like 2 to 3 years like it just takes long time like longer time for some people to do it um 21 years is still a long time but that's just that's just my opinion yeah yeah um there are like certain factors in how close you may have been to your parents or how distant you were maybe they were abusive but you but they still showed some signs of love and they were sort of uh given kind of like authoritarian that. yeah yeah so just that by itself can like can affect how one person may experience loss of their parents and how someone else will experience loss of their parents hmm. um, also um i think the fact that it was at a basketball game that he found out that his parents passed away. And like at the basketball game, it was the end of the season. Um, they'd been losing every single game. And then Davey finally won this one game that they, they'd been wanting to do. And then he finds out his parents passed away at the game. Like, I would feel like that's pretty embarrassing. Um, not only is it tragic, but the town is like, in, like all of the town is watching. Well, he shouldn't be, be embarrassed about that. I mean, that's out of his control. I don't. I don't... I, yeah, and that's a good point. But you know, like if the entire town like sees like, oh man, like, or especially your friends too. Like if you're in, I think it's like middle school. You know, the entire town sees you as like this idol, and then you know you win this game for your parents and for everybody's parents. And then something tragic happens, obviously out of control, out of his control, but he did it for them. And now it's like all for nothing. I don't know. I would feel like that would be a pretty embarrassing experience to have putting so much hope into something. And even though you got that thing, it seems like all of it's kind of taken away. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh uh back to your comments about like about um i forgot what you said exactly but um oh yeah yeah uh you saying like uh, how he lost his parents and how 
long it's taken him to get over it. Hmm. Um, well, first off, I'm not sure if that's something you get over. It's just something you learn to deal with. But also, uh, that's like a, a form of emotional and psychological trauma in how the sudden loss of someone close can affect you. And uh, usually, you know, you, you are right in that, you know, usually it only takes like weeks or months or or so to get over or to to cope with something like that. <coughs> Sorry. But 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 um because he didn't really have like a structured home life, uh it went un unchecked and basically he was possibly under constant like being un under constant stressful si situations in that he's been s surrounded by people he wasn't f f familiar with or close to so that mm -hmm. probably prolonged his um his uh recovery indefinitely um so yeah and that's true they did mention in the movie that after that happened he basically shut down and I'm sure during this time, it was probably in the 70s, um, they, it's like, you know, seeing a therapist wasn't necessarily, like, the, the fad, the thing to do when you lost your parents. So, or, like, when you had a tragedy, like, not a lot of people would just go see a therapist. And I'm sure in a small town it would be more expensive or harder to find a therapist that deals with those kinds of traumas. Yeah, yeah. Um... Do you have any final thoughts on Davy or? Um. Well, <laughs> like the fact that he has like hallucinations in, like, and I mean in the sense like he has been seeing like inanimate objects become sentient and like kind of I don't know. That's a side note. I know it's part of the story and it's like kind of a fun song thing to do, but that's my. I'm just gonna leave it like that. <laughs> Um, all right. Oh, well, so my final thought on Davy is that I'm not really convinced that he made a complete 180 in like a couple of weeks. Uh, I, you know, like decades of of trauma and and abuse of of alcohol and and substances doesn't just go go away in a couple of days or weeks. So I think that he definitely has a long way to go to complete recovery but uh it does seem he's on the right path yeah and i'm sure having like this small support system that he does have now such as whitey eleanor and jessica um Jen or, i'm sorry jennifer excuse me um will help him but you're you're right he probably has a long route to go before he's ready to be a full-fledged citizen cool whitey yeah let's get to little whitey <laughs> could we could we do Eleanor and Whitey at the same time? Okay. All right. <clears throat> These guys. So I don't know. Whitey is such a pure individual. Like it's almost like he's too pure for this world. And I love his character because it's such an original character. And I want to know like who he's based off of. Um, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, he. You know, he kind of. Looks like Quasimodo from the Hunchback of, no of Notre Dame a little bit. You're not wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, he's like a sincere 
honest, wholesome guy who's behind the times. Uh, he has like a physical disability. Um, both him and and Eleanor uh, both share pretty similar characteristics uh, with their personality and their physical appearances. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know. There's such a weird dynamic because on the outside, like, you would think that Whitey and Eleanor have, like, a very unhealthy relationship with each other. But obviously, they do have um, both disabilities in common. And I'm sure it's hard for them to relate with other people in the sense, like, a lot of people might shun them or ostracize them for their disabilities or bully them or whatever. So they really kind of bonded together um, to overcome their their own physical limitations and whatever other mental limitations they have. Yeah, uh, your comment on the town shunning them, uh, which sort of leads back into Davy and how the uh, partially the town is to blame for how he turned out. But as for Davy, like one of the last songs is how is about how the townspeople mistreated Whitey. And it leads me to b believe that perhaps Whitey does have a mental disability in that it's probably nothing too major, just like a lower IQ. And I say that because, um, you know, he, for one, doesn't really pick up on like social cues, and we know like when people are taking ad advantage of him. And as the song su su suggests, you know, this has been happening for decades, but he keeps being fooled and not learning from his mistakes. So I think that he, he might have a learning disability to some extent. Yeah, and. He's really just, like, a referee and then, like, does just a bunch of odd jobs yeah. around the town. So he hasn't, you know, he may not have even graduated high school or gone to college or had those kinds of experiences where he might have had the chance to learn them. But that could be on his own volition, you know, just deciding to stick with what he knows. And that's... One of the notes that I said for Whitey was, like, he's got very realistic goals for himself. Like, he just wants to work and make a living for his, like, his sister and himself and kind of doesn't want to do much else. And that's all, all, all fine, but they do mention that, that, that sometimes he's not even paid for his job, for his work or it's paid only a couple bucks and really Whitey is the backbone of the town and and it, and it took you know um, the town screw up to actually um, to actually tell the people that Whitey is valuable yeah that's a good point um, th and that was another thing I said it was like Whitey doesn't really have standards on how other people treat him but he does have standards for himself and his own morals and how he treats other people, which is such an interesting dynamic. Like you, I've seen a, like a lot of people who are extraordinary people and they will go out of their way to do whatever for anybody else, but they also have standards for how they're treated 
by other people and Whitey doesn't seem to have many. He just takes it as it is. He says, yeah, like, I don't even, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, he doesn't have that like self-deprecating mentality. Like for example, Davey has, and I think that's why they make such a good dynamic. Whitey is very optimistic and loves himself, loves his family. There's all these cars running around. Um, but he doesn't care how other people treat him, except for like in his own home. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that okay. Um, okay. So yes, so, so that kind of leads him back into the town and how they they knowingly mistreat him, knowing that it, it it's not in his best interests and it's like they're willing to um like to like get what they want even if it means mistreating him Mm -hmm. so yeah they're not great um yeah they're not great but uh that leads me to one of whitey's like main goals is to win the medal to is, is to win the christmas medal or something and uh i have a i have a few like ideas on this and i would like your opinion so does whitey help help others thinking they are thinking they are doing so with good intentions or does he do things knowing they are taking advantage of him uh but uh but does them but does them anyway because it's right or does he do good things knowing they are taking advantage of advantage of him but does them anyway to earn the medal hmm like a self-serving kind of thing that's a good question he i don't know because he may not have always wanted this award this may have been like a newer thing he was like because he may not have had goals and aspirations for a long time before this award so i'm not sure like i don't think i know enough about him to say whether or not it was like a self-serving thing and he does it because it's like he thinks he's gonna you know like get on the good side of the town to to win this award like he you know he may not have been that great of a person before all that stuff who knows but i mean i I mean well i guess the town has kind of said like yeah we've been mistreating whitey for however long like he's done so much stuff for us so i think maybe he he just does it out of the goodness of his himself and like his his own morals and beliefs for himself um but one thing i would like to add is that one thing i noticed he expects a lot of other people like for example when davy stole those um the peanut brittle you know he was really upset he was very visibly upset about that fact and i think he would be very visibly upset about anybody doing that he's got very high expectations of other people in the sense like yeah everybody's good no matter what like everybody is always good but it's just the way that he receives that i think is kind of delusional like he's a bit delusional in that sense like yeah everybody's good and i'm gonna do everything i can to make sure like it doesn't like it doesn't matter how they treat me they're still good people yeah uh 
That's interesting um, because there was a scene towards the end when Whitey doesn't get get the medal and he goes to the mall, I think, and uh, he has this like he he says uh, something like I should go to a new town where no one knows who I am or something and and so I think to some extent he knows that he's being disrespected but um, does it anyway and I think that's why um, it's kind of hard for me to tell whether he's doing this like he's putting up with their with how they treat him to get the medal but I kind of think that he he is a good guy because he does have integrity and does things like good things without people watching so uh yeah yes so i think that he he does know that they mistreat him but um i guess he's just an optimistic guy and thinks that maybe one day they will see how they mistreated him and they'll right their wrongs on their own but yeah with if davy wasn't there that would never have happened though yeah uh yeah um yeah i mean that's pretty much all i have for whitey i mean other than the fact that he talks to animals again that's like a whole different like <laughs> sub genre of like psychology and his like character design eleanor yeah eleanor i mean she's very similar but she's i think a little bit agoraphobic and um more she has a lower self-esteem and is maybe more realistic than whitey is like she sees how other people treat him and tells him but he kind of brushes it off often um she's also very out of touch like doesn't know what a corn dog is um yeah i would say that overall um eleanor and whitey are pretty strong like very resilient individuals and they can kind of take the punches as they may because they've been handed kind of a, a crap card in life you know they didn't really get started off very very great now i think there was a line saying that the, uh, their parents died early or something too or something like that no i don't remember yeah. that yeah uh yeah so they yeah they uh you know they're pretty much under you know they either have to to adapt or, or they die and and I think because of that they are strong people like you said and um they shrug off um mistreatment pretty well mm -hmm. yeah the only thing was like she's eleanor is just overly precautious she's she's also kind of badass in a way like that scene where um the guy who stole her wig when they were kids um and he like somehow just has it on him and like returns it to her <laughs> like i've been waiting to see you for so many years and i've been wanting to this to return this wig to you here it is <laughs> um she like beats the crap out of him <laughs> touche for her and like good for her mm -hmm. uh so about the wigs is that like a is that is there something there like um does like why does she do that is it, is it like a deeper psychological reason or i mean it's either that or be bald i guess that's all oh, i got yeah okay <laughs> um so are you do you want to move on to jennifer yeah okay so jennifer is like the love interest in the story 
I don't have too much on her, but she is like way like she is like in need of like a savior, I think. And not not even really. Like she just like feels pity for like Davy. Um and for some reason she like wants to go with this like completely emotionally unavailable dude. Yeah, well, um he's experiencing something too because it was stated that her husband left her and her kids, so I, I haven't really given this much thought, but like, there's so she 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 was left, so she's like trying to like cling to someone that's not good for her, but because they had a thing in the past, she thinks that it's gonna be how how it was back then. Like, this guy is in a completely different time in his life under different mental uh like circumstances and such so that's that's probably not not the bet not the best or yeah i just i felt like it was a little bit of desperation i don't know if, maybe there's not a lot of people in the town that she could like see as like an appropriate partner but davy is not a good option yeah, well, she, she probably still sees him as that kid that that they that you know that he was, um, mm-hmm. or or like thinking that if if she were to get with him, then she would be able to like ch- to like change him and like make him to be what she wants, or like or like maybe what her ex was to like save him, basically. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's like, a whole thing. I don't know if I want to get too much into Jennifer, just because, like, I don't know too much about her as a person or as a character. I just, like, from what I see, I, I just don't think that she would be ready. And especially, like, because she's got a child in her life, I don't think that Davy would be an appropriate father figure for her or for the boy. That's just my opinion. Yeah, like, maybe, like, a cool uncle or something. Yeah, like, hey, Davey, what's up? You know, like, or a brother, kind of, like, older brother kind of thing. Yeah, it's fair. But, I mean, everything else, like, the town, like, we, we've kind of already basically touched on the town. It, it, I don't know, like, the psychology of this, after breaking it down, I was just really, like, not feeling sorry for Davey at all. But, you know, there's, I guess everyone's different. Everyone heals differently. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, that, that song, uh, like Scars or something, uh, I forget who, who, who it's by, but, like, uh, the, like, the, uh, Scars remind me that the past is real, uh, I tear my heart open just to feel or something like that, so. Uh, wait, um, uh, um, Blue October? Something like that, yeah. Uh, so, so, so it's like these characters have, have, like, scars or, like, baggage or trauma that, or no, Papa Roach. Sorry, that's Papa. Roach. Yeah, yeah. That that they can't. That you know, it's a part of them now. They can't get over it. Uh, that's yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the story ends really nice. It ends very light. You know, Whitey has a seizure, and like, just the town like comes together to help him to like show him that they really care, and that's what Christmas is all about. And Hanukkah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> This this was, I think, an interesting movie to 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 do a like a character psychology on because I I think like a lot of people 
wouldn't take this movie seriously or even con consider the deeper themes of the deeper themes of it. But I'm glad we chose this movie to do that on, and uh, yeah, uh, it's pretty good. Good watch. Uh, check it out if you haven't seen it. Agree. Definitely one of the best. So next week, well, actually, we don't have anything for next week, but we will let you know. And please share us with your friends and family, as we would love to continue this podcast about your favorite animations. All of the information here is researched by Sarah and Garrison, and this podcast is produced and edited by Sarah Zadre. Special thanks to Joshua Phillips for the theme music. All while doing our research, we come across some amazing little videos and shots about the process of animation, and we will be happy to share this information with you on our site. And if you have any questions about the animation, we will be covering please don't hesitate to ask thank you and have a good day bye see you next time hope you liked it <laughs> come again